Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 228. That's right, 228. We've done 228 of these shows, man. That's a lot. It is a lot. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. You guys can follow us on Twitter, at Winning Cures. You can follow me, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini. You can also get with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Everything. On today's show, it is the college football recap and the college football preview for next week. So we're going to go on and start out with the starting 11. I guess we'll call it that. Does that sound right? Sure. It's a working title. That's right. But we're going to have 11 things that happened this weekend that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to talk about the five biggest games, along with some honorable mentions that are coming up this coming weekend. Don't worry. The gambling picks are coming out on the next one later on in the week. But before we do any of the gambling picks, before we do anything else, we're going to go on and do the starting 11. All right, let's roll in. This segment, this show, everything about this is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Now, all of this stuff you could have watched down at Tunica. At any of their five, soon to be six, fantastic sports books, go check them out. The Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and opening soon, the sports book at the Fitz. We've actually seen all of these except for First Jackpot. That's right. But we will be checking that one out soon. We're recording Tuesday evening, Labor Day that. evening. We uh, went down. I it made was a good my, time. I made my weekly picks. It was it was nice. Got some tickets. Uh, you can get more information on that at tunicatravel.com. Let's go ahead and jump in. This is the college football starting 11. Now, just so you guys understand what's going on, we have a timer right here. We are giving two minutes to each topic, 11 topics, and we're just going to roll. We're going to see how this works. We're going to see how it goes. All right, you ready to jump in? Come on. Am I, are we doing draft or are we just... You got it. I got this. You can, run, right. it, run it down. We'll talk about it. We'll jump on the first one. All right. The SEC went 13-1 opening weekend. Yeah, they look really good. They look pretty good. Now, a bunch of teams played some high school teams. Let's not get too excited. Let, let's not go crazy. But Alabama beat Louisville 51-17. LSU beat Miami 33-17. Ole Miss beat Texas Tech 47-27. Auburn beat Washington 21-16. The only team that lost, Tennessee, got absolutely hammered on the scoreboard by West Virginia, which is the only place that really matters. But look... Like, Tennessee, there was a little bit of hope, right? Look, that's going to be one of the three best teams they're going to play all year. Yeah. West I mean, Virginia it, better than everybody but Georgia and Alabama? Yeah, they might be on par with Florida. South depending Carolina. On, South Carolina, Florida, maybe. Like, we'll just see what those teams turn into. But both of them looked really good over the weekend. I'm going to tell you, that's, that might be the best offense that they play all year. Yeah, you might be right. Now, obviously, a lot can change. This was week one. West Virginia is fully healthy right now. I've been talking about it all offseason. They got depth issues. They got depth issues. Yep. If, if some of those guys get hurt, but, man, they got some real deal talent in that starting 11. Starting Will, 22. Will Greer's no joint. No joke. No, you, you got that right. They uh, SEC looked fine. SEC looked exactly how they were supposed to look. Even some uh, some unexpected wins. And that was nice. That's right. Ole Miss was an underdog. LSU was an underdog. Both outright wins. I and, like it. And both kind of controlled the game the entire time. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. That's, that was that, like It's one thing to win. It's another thing to dominate all three phases of the game. What about uh, – did you watch any of the Alabama game? No. Not one minute. The, the two a cheat code deal? You didn't watch any of that? Not one second. 
You watched Michigan Notre Dame. I watched Michigan. Notre I can Dame. understand that. We uh, we both had money on that. We both lost money on that. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, it was SEC looked fantastic. So uh, we got that one in less than two minutes. Let's jump into the next one. Michigan's offensive line is still a problem. First assistant coach that should be fired this season, middle of the season, right now, today, Pep Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people that talked about how he should have been but, fired before the season started, fault. though. Like, it's it's not just his fault. Whoa, now, like, he should have been fired. The scheming is his fault. That's I, his job. I'm with you on that, but, like, they've got an offensive line problem. And they've had that for a long time. A lot of like, teams have bad offense. You scheme around the talent you've got. I, I agree. They're I running agree. a very predictable offense, which is something that shocked me. I was not expecting this. They have a mobile quarterback. They have a guy that is not afraid to move and is not afraid to yeah, sling it. Get him out of that And they're pocket. running you know, first down, running second down, and then safe passing plays on third down you, you're just not going to win big no. boy football games I, doing at that. first i thought that notre dame's defensive line was just other world oh my god they're amazing i'm totally missed this i don't think it was that that offensive line is just a swinging door that and it's been like that for as long as i can remember the last three four since harbaugh's teams been there have, teams have had really good offenses and also had really bad offensive lines this is this I, is not a a I, I i totally put all of this on the offensive coordinator I'm in the you. offensive line, coach, you have to – listen, I played line, not that I played at any high level whatsoever. I stopped playing football as, as a sophomore in high school when I tore my knee up. Like, that's – I'm not anything to brag about. 90% of offensive line is strength, it is technique, and then it's attitude. It's yeah. all mean, tough, rough, dirty play. And if you can't And those guys that, ain't mean enough. No, if you can't be t- – it's all mental – if you can't do that, you're just going to get blown up. It doesn't matter your talent level. You're right about that. We got through that one. Heisman campaign's busted. Let's jump into the next one. First weekend. First freaking weekend. Bryce Love, all the hype, all the talk about how they were going to do different stuff with him. Completely done. San Diego State put the clamps down on that. He ain't the only one. We'll get to the other one here in a minute. Bryce Love, 18 carries for 29 yards against San Diego State. Bad. Three receptions for 18 yards. Really bad. No touchdowns. He was he was unusable. Complete. Now, I, I'll say this. K.J. Costello might have jumped into the conversation. But do we really think, like, aside from Andrew Luck, like, this kid ain't Andrew Luck. We're so, not. I, like, no, Gary, the fact that it's week one and we're already having Heisman conversations. I understand. Is it, ridiculous. But that's what the hype had been about Bryce Love, right? Well, that's why you don't buy in the hype. Exactly. And so the other guy, Arizona's Khalil Tate, explained Did you watch any of this? This was a late game. I watched all the Pac-12 I, after dark. So did I. So did I. I watched this whole game. I cannot understand. He was 17 out of 34, 50%, 197 yards, one touchdown, eight runs, 14 yards, and a touchdown. Why eight would yard, Kevin Sumlin runs. not use your best weapon? Yeah. He's the best offensive player. Why keep him the, in the pocket? Yeah, he ran the ball eight times. He's got to run the ball 20 times. This is why Kevin Sumlin got run out of College Station. I mean, it's not this exact reason, but, like, by God, you have a dominant weapon. Yeah. The best nice. playmaker on the field. And you're not going to use him? Yeah, I don't understand that. If, if, if he's not running the ball, maybe 20 is an exaggeration, but if he's not running the ball – 12 to 15 times a game, then you're just not – you're not calling the plays right. Yeah. You're He's not, the most you're not dangerous weapon you have. 
Like, I understand where he was coming from when he said he didn't want to play in the triple option because he doesn't want to get hurt. But, like, dude, your legs are what made you. Well, but like, you can run without playing triple option. Yeah. Very, very few quarterbacks are actually triple option quarterbacks that yeah. run the ball. Now, you're right. Oh, here we go. That is our timer. Number four. I talked about this a little bit earlier. Tua Tonga-Vailoa is as good as advertised. All the hype. All the praise that they threw on the Hawaiian, it was all legit. That was a really good defense he played. It was all legit. It's really good. Let me just go on and tell you. Well, here's the difference. I mean, they might be 112th in the country. (laughs) I mean, that's top talent. He had six possessions, scored touchdowns on five of them. The other one, they had driven all the way down to the Louisville 17, and Devonta Smith fumbled the ball. They would have scored again. Jalen Hurts came in for four possessions, had to punt three times, kicked a field goal on another one. Why, why are you talking bad about one of your quarterbacks? That, here's, I'm not talking well, bad that's about him. exactly what you just did. I'm saying there is a difference here. Master Saban would be disappointed right he, now. Yeah, he really would. He, because you don't want to disrespect one of the quarterbacks, right? Because the depth chart is disrespectful, by the way. I get where he's coming from. He didn't want to disrespect, quote-unquote, Jalen. There are ways to say it without having to be a jerk about it. Like, that's an easy way to say it. Tua played really well. He's going to be our starter. Jalen did some good things. We're still going to keep playing both of them. But that's dumb. That's My guess is they will not play him in every game this year. That's my guess. I don't know that. Why would they play him in any game from now on? If they feel like his tool set can be utilized, his skill set, maybe. I, I don't is, have an answer for you. This is dumb. Like, if, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm probably like, like I want to be there for the team, but at the same time, like, hey, maybe don't play me in more than four games this year because I'm, I'm splitting in December. Next up. Did you watch Oklahoma? Uh, a little bit. I was watching a lot of the Ole Miss game at this time. They So I had both of those games on. Yeah. I mean, they, I'm not watching blowouts, Gary. Let's just they, get down to it, that. I'm not going to watch a team beat that. somebody by 40. There's nothing enjoyable about that. I will watch just to see what what they look like, right? I don't need to see what they look like against bad talent. I don't because it doesn't tell me anything. I can beat up a six-year-old. You don't need to see that to know that I'm good at anything. That doesn't mean I'm strong yeah, you're a or good a point. good fighter. Kyler Murray, he did look legit. 9 out of 11, it, look, he's not going to be otherworldly throwing the football the way Baker Mayfield was, right? That's just not how it's going to be. Uh, but it, Oklahoma, I think, is the class of the Big 12 again. Like, now, we'll see what happens with TCU, but... I'm not going to knock Oklahoma by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not grading somebody that played a high school team. I'm just not. I have no idea what they're capable of doing. Let's jump off that. Okay. Let's talk about a team that we thought was going to be a high school team, but wasn't. All right. Cole McDonald. You know who that is? Let me read you these numbers. 56 out of 78, that's 71.8%, 846 yards, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, 19 runs for 82 yards and two interceptions. This is the quarterback from Hawaii. 
who was predicted to be one of the ten worst teams in the country this year, who now has a home win, a home blowout win over Navy, and a road blowout win at Colorado State last week. Yeah, they're going to put up points. That is legit. Did you see uh, Nick uh, uh, Rolovich? Is that his, uh, that his name? No. The Hawaii's coach. He's uh, he's talking to like he's arguing with one of the uh, officials, right? And he puts his dukes up. Like they're kind of laughing. Like he's getting on him, but then he realizes, all right, I just need to go back to my corner. But he puts his dukes up like 1930 style boxer, and he's he's ready to. And then they just walk off, and the refs laughing, right? Like this guy's got personality. That's good. If they are, if they're good this year, he is going to be an absolute household name. Listen, he's the guy that brings the Britney Spears impersonator and uh, and the Elvis impersonator to media days, like for the Mountain West media days. I mean, that you, you I think we need more. This is why I like all the coaches that are weird and quirky and not afraid to be themselves. That the coach speak is the most boring thing on the planet. Yes, all those coaches are really good. I don't care. I don't care. You're boring, and, and nobody wants that. This is why I this love is Mike Leach. This is why I love Gundy. I'm going to love this guy. And I'm going to tell you that you keep putting up 50, 60 a game. Oh, people are going to be talking. That's fun to watch. People are going to be talking. Let's, uh, let's talk about Monday night's game. Virginia Tech, their beat down of Florida State, sets up an incredibly manageable schedule for them to win the ACC Coastal. I got I got two things I want to say about this. Number one, is is it no experience on defense, no, no problem? No, no, because there no. was no problem. <laughs> no, my number one is is I got bad eyes. I'm getting old, <laughs> and I thought that they were minus seven last week. That's yeah. If you watched the gambling podcast, you you saw that. And I was willing preview. to take them minus seven when they were plus seven. Minus seven was good. That's I was going to give the house 14 points. That's you got a – They yeah. were good. Secondly, the fact that they are preseason 20th in the country is everything that is wrong with preseason rankings whatsoever. And I don't know when Justin Fuente is going to get the credit that he deserves to be thrown in that next tier of coaches, that second tier, not, not the tier that most people consider him at, but up there just under Urban and Nick – that guy's real. He's good. He's up there with Gary Patterson. He's up there with that next tier of highly, highly capable coaches. You don't want to go against one of his teams when they've got a couple of weeks to prepare. What about Bud Foster? Oh, well, Bud Foster's and an, then, an it, icon, though. He's and an he, absolute icon. And the best thing Fuente ever did was when he got there was he was like, you got to stay. Yeah. You got us to – I need you. Like, I'll pay you whatever you need. Whatever you need. You're, we're, we're in this 50-50. He doesn't have an ego. He's not the guy that has to be king in the room. No, you're right about that. That's a great team. Not a good team, a great team. I caught so much hell for picking them to make the playoffs. Man, I don't know that they can beat Clemson or whoever else they would play in, in, the, in the championship game in the ACC, but I think they're dancing to the championship game in the ACC. Yeah, you might be right. Their, their schedule sets up real, real nice. I love this team. Let's, uh, let's jump into the next one. Another ACC Coastal team, Sunday night. The Bayou Bengals put a beat down on Miami. Yes, sir, we did. Is is this Georgia 2.0 for Mark Richt? No. That, no. What, here's what I texted you and the guys from the Westlot Pirates podcast. I said, this is his third year. That is just enough time for him to destroy their weight program. That's what That was Georgia's problem for years. 
And now you see what Georgia can do under Kirby Smart because he understands how to build monsters. Mark Richt never figured out how to build monsters. And at Miami, they got pushed around the whole ballgame. And I understand that LSU's got talent. I got that. Apparently you don't. Apparently you're getting no credit whatsoever to LSU for pushing them around. That's, that, no. is a, that is a top ten defense that they pushed around. I'm with they you. They bullied but, those guys around, and that defense went almost undefeated last year. That defense had a hell of a lot of turnover luck last year. They did not dominate on the lines except for against Duke and whoever, right, from the ACC. When it came time to, to throw down against Pitt, they got demolished on the line. They got demolished on the line against Clemson. Well, they got demolished Clemson's. by Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl. But before that, look, the Notre Dame game where they absolutely stomped Notre Dame, one, Notre Dame had been on a stretch of games that were forever. And I'm, I'm going to give them credit for that win because, by God, they came out and just took it to them. But a lot that of that Notre was Dame turnovers. offensive line was one of the best offensive lines in the country. It was and turnovers. They, pushed them around. they got they turnovers. They caused turnovers. That's we're just going to see this differently. <laughs> LSU beat their ass from beginning to end. Yes, they did. Top to bottom, and they took it to them. You're not taking this from me. <laughs> I'm not taking you it from you. spent all week trying to make me feel bad about a win. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm, I'm talking about Mark Richt. I don't care. I'm talking about Mark Richt. Uh, let's talk about Let's talk about thunderstorms. Oh, I don't want to talk about the weather. Well, I'm just – what are we supposed to do? Move college football back two weeks? I don't know. I don't know. I don't how to remember fix it. it ever being like this. It's been no. like this for the last like three, four well, years. I was about to say it's been like this for the last three, four years. I mean, was it like this in the eighties? I don't know. No, was, there were very few games that got postponed or delayed. But I'm wondering if it's because we have like better technology now, right? Is that what it is? I have no idea. Like Iowa State gets canceled, Nebraska gets canceled. Tell me this. This is how we're going to turn this into something. Do those games being canceled help or hurt Nebraska and Iowa State when they're playing? Nebraska hosts Colorado this no, they, week. they hurt both of them. They hurt both of them, and here's why. Every coach in the country will tell you the greatest distance of improvement is between game one and game two. Now, is that because there's a game or because no, remember, they went through? It's absolutely because it's a game. Well, because they, they went through – all of the, the walkthrough, all that None stuff. None of that matters, pressed. though, Gary. None of that matters. Until okay. you actually hit somebody that's not your teammate, you don't know how you're going to react because you don't know what it's like to have somebody hit you back, even if it's a high school team. The most amount – every coach in college football history has always said the greatest amount of improvement has always been from week one to week two. You get a whole game under your belt. The coaches get a game under their belt. The play calling, the cadence – Everything about not just walking through it, but going through the entire game, actually playing through scenarios that you've practiced. They didn't get to do that. I absolutely think it's a monster favor for the teams that they have to play. Now, I don't think Nebraska's playing anybody this week, right? They're playing Colorado. Oh, and okay, that's a good game. That's a good game. Yep. And, and then, then Iowa, Iowa State's State. got Iowa, yeah, they're which at makes me Iowa. feel even better about that game. Yeah, I'm. It, that line's a little crazy. We'll get into that in the gambling picks. Uh, let's talk about... Is Texas Tech awful on defense or – which we know the answer to that. That's a hypothetical. <laughs> a rhetorical. Yeah, I would say, yeah, a rhetorical. But Got it. 
Nailed it. But but does does Ole Miss have a running game? Oh yeah, I think Ole Miss's offense is good. Scotty Phillips. I think Ole Miss's offense is really good. JUCO running back, sixteen rushes, two hundred and four yards, two touchdowns. And then, of course, they had 330, 350, whatever yards passing because uh, uh, Jordan Tamu was fantastic. Unbelievable. A, yeah, both both of those things can be right. Both those things are right. I, I, I Ole Miss think, has a good offense. I didn't think Texas Tech would – I think they would struggle to win three or four games. I yeah, don't we, think we already good. talked about that. Their non-conference schedule is difficult. They have Ole Miss. I picked them to lose to Ole Miss. They did. In a couple of weeks, they got Houston. I think they're going to lose that game. Houston's really good. Um, well, maybe they're not good. They're supposed to be good at defense, so they can slow them down. Anyway, um, I I think Ole Miss is the Texas Tech of the SEC. They're probably a little bit better than Texas Tech at all the phases, but I don't know that they're a lot better. They, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably. I think Ole Miss is good enough to be a seven and five ish team. Yeah, uh, and they could go eight and four, six and six, something like that. With that kind of me. offense, they could upset somebody, and that Absolutely. would not shock me because I think they're going to be able to score on anybody. Uh, keep keep an eye out. For the over, oh, and all in the, their in games. the well, all the games, but Alabama and Ole Miss. Yeah. I'm telling you that Tide secondary didn't get tested much against Louisville. Look, Ole Miss is going to put everything on them. Oh yeah, everything. Every on receiver them. they have is six five and two hundred and forty. It pounds. just AJ Brown is the most ridiculous thing. No, I've they're ever they're seen. they're incredible. If they stay healthy, they're going to score on everybody. Like people used to talk about Laquan Treadwell being like. Yeah. Such a massive talent, and he was he was one receiver that they had that was great. AJ Brown is other world, yeah, other world. All right, last one, number eleven. Cincinnati goes into UCLA and beats the Bruins twenty six to seventeen. Now Wilton Spate, the starting quarterback, did go out with an injury. I was about to say that they're not playing with their starting quarterback, and I don't know how much depth they have at that position. I don't position think that anyway. really matters. Come on, man, it matters. Your quarterback is the single most important position on the yeah, field. Yeah, but they, at that point, they had only scored seventeen points. I mean, it, it, like it wasn't much. They weren't. They they had less than. No, I'm sorry. They had three hundred and six yards of total offense. Three hundred and six for the game, and it's not like he got hurt in the first quarter. Like he got hurt. You know what was it? Third quarter. Yeah, but that, that's there's still a lot of football. I understand left, Gary. there's a lot of time. But I mean, that's when you make adjustments. What even you still, do in the second half is far more important than what you do in the first half. I agree with you. I was just utterly shocked because that quarterback battle went right down until you know last week, like middle last see, week. But this is this is where you're wrong, and all these coaches are going to start lying to everybody because everybody's afraid of the transfer, and so they're going to tell these guys like Saban told Jalen and, and, and Chip obviously told this kid, you're in this thing. You, you've got a chance to be – I haven't made up my mind yet. Bull crap. Everybody in the world knows who's better. All the players know who's better. And you're just trying to, to coddle this kid along. You, you're patronizing them just so they don't transfer on you. The kid that came in and, and played – And that's garbage. The kid that came in and played is the future of the program. But he's, he's he's young. Young. He's not ready. He's not experienced. Right, and I think that was the biggest thing, right? Like I, he does what Chip Kelly wants out of an offense. Well, he recruited him. Yeah, but that, he does what he wants. Wilton Spate can't do that, and that's why this is going to be a, a strange, strange season. Whew! They got a tough test this week. You got that right. That was all eleven of them. I had another one on here about Les Miles and Steve Spurrier and Dosakis commercials. 
That was good. That was a lot of fun. That's good. That was a lot of fun. All right, that's going to wrap up the college football starting 11 for week number one. College football big game previews week two. We got to find a better segment name. I don't know, man. It just I mean, that's says just, what it is. It's just right to the point, I guess, right? All right, this is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on all of these games at any of Tunica's five, soon to be six incredible sports books Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot. Opening soon, the sports book at Fritz, uh, excuse me, Fitz Casino. You can get more information over at tunicatravel.com. <sighs> man, there were a lot of options this week. There were some small ones. No, no, this was this is going to be a good week for college football. Yeah, this is this is a good week because there's interesting games, right? Like there's still teams that have a whole lot of hope. But what's week two? Everybody should still have hope. If anybody is out of the running now, we have a problem <laughs> with the system. Is uh, I don't guess anybody's really out. You are know, they? you know that's why I hate this thing, right? This is what I hate most. What about college football? Yes, I it's can the that. fact that we're going into week two's preview and we're like, who's out of it? Like, what the <laughs> hell are we doing? Well, the Pac-12 is out of it. <laughs> well, I mean, well, maybe. Let's let's go on and jump into the first one, all right? Game number one, college game day is going there. Clemson is minus 13.5 at Texas A&M. The over-under is 56. It is 6 p.m. on ESPN at Kyle Field in College Station, Texas. Game day is going to be there. Clemson beat Furman last week 48-7. Texas A&M won 59-7 over Northwestern State. Two high school teams. Both of them should have beaten them the way that they did. Correct. Uh, is Kelly Bryant going to play most of this game, or it, are they going to run to Trevor Lawrence? Kelly Bryant didn't really play well against Furman. Uh, the other question will be, does Jimbo have you know any tricks up his sleeve for this? He and Dabo know each other insanely well. They both have four wins against each other, which I found surprising. I don't yeah. know why that surprised me. No, I mean, it shouldn't. I mean, they're pretty – Florida State – is and should be an equally sized and caliber program to Clemson. Agreed. They should be 500. Texas A&M's Travion Williams ran 20 times for 240 yards last week. That's a uh, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's that's I. That's, right. that's what like over 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, that's it's ridiculous. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, A&M had 756 <laughs> yards of total offense. Kellen Mond is going to have to be lights out if they have any chance of winning this game. He was only 51.5% completion percentage in 2017. He had eight touchdowns and six picks and got benched for the last three games of the year because Nick Starkle beat him out. And then we come into this season. I'm still surprised. I still don't understand. But he looked fantastic, granted, against Northwestern State. He looked like he's got this offense down, and that might be what it is because this is definitely a different system, right? This is completely different from what Kevin Sumlin was doing, and I think maybe Mond fits this better. Now he probably does. Look, I trust Jimbo. I, I'm excited to watch this game. You know, it's a big point spread. Clemson should beat them handily. Crazy things can happen, and you know, night games on the road. Now you know how I feel about that. I, I, I don't know, man. I like Clemson in this game. Like, I'm not going to bet this game because. I understand that crazy stuff happens. I'm probably going to bet this game. It's not going to be one of my gambling picks, and I'm going to tell the world. I'll tell you if I'm betting it or not. But it, it, I guess it depends on how much the line moves, right? Because I think this I'll, opened up I'll, at like I'll 11 take, and a half. I'll take A&M at 13 and a half. That's it. Look, I've lost would, money on worse before. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> it won't be the first time. That's I've true. Lost, I lost some money. That's I would wait until it gets to fourteen because I I have a feeling it will. Oh no, no, I'm going to wait until it gets closer to game day because I absolutely think it's going to keep moving in Clemson. Yeah, it's it's going to move. Uh, let's talk about game number two, which is where I thought college game day should be. Me too. I was wondering if we were going to say that because I was I, really annoyed that they didn't go here. It's, I, I need to text Felica this week and and just see how many opportunities are they going to have to, to go, go to Columbia to go to Williams Bryce. Like probably not many. I mean, if they win this game. They've got some good games at home this year. But but no no they don't. Who else are they going you gonna go for Florida? Texas A and M. Okay, now that's a big game. That's yeah. a, but, but it just depends. I mean if Texas A and M's got four losses by well, then. But they, they have to play at Florida. Oh then so you can't even go to that game. Yeah, so it's just kinda This eh. is this is your opportunity to go to Columbia. And they hadn't been to Columbia in, in a years. Long time. Yeah, I talked You're gonna to, have plenty of opportunities about that. with with Jimbo. At at A and M to go there. You're right. Georgia is a ten point favorite at South Carolina. The over under is fifty three. Two thirty p.m. kick on CBS at Williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, that South place Carolina. Going to be so rocking. Georgia's first road game since the forty one to seventeen loss at Auburn in two thousand seventeen. In the two games that Georgia lost in two thousand seventeen, they averaged less than three yards per carry. South Carolina gave up three point two three yards to Coastal Carolina last week. South Carolina has got to get pressure on Jake Fromm and force mistakes. However, if they do get pressure on Jake Fromm and he's not performing, how quick do they pull that trigger and they bring in Justin Fields? I have no idea about that. I don't know. The talent discrepancy here is all on Georgia's side. Way in Georgia's favor. Way in Georgia's favor. They should win this game, like, handily. But But the crazy discrepancy side is way in Will Muschamp's favor. You got that right. And it's not close. And I'm going to go with crazy. You know I love South Carolina. I will have money on South Carolina plus a ten and a half is what I saw that this afternoon. Oh, it, it already moved and I, and I will be having money on the money line. I could uh, I could believe that. Well, you hit money line on Virginia Tech and several others. You had money line on uh, what, LSU? I had money line on LSU. I had money line on Vitek. And I had money line on Maryland. I also lost. That's right. I, I'm not going to tell you all the wins. I also had some money line law. I bet a lot of dogs. You love betting dogs. This The morning set of games, the first set of games, I had a lot of dogs. Three 10-point dogs I bet the money line on. One of them came in, made up for all the rest, and carried me through the rest of the day. And then I hit one Sunday, hit one Monday. Not too shabby. Good weekend. Not too shabby. I, I, I had a great weekend. I'm going to go with South Carolina on this one. You take the money – I mean, you take the point spread. I take the point spread. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they – like, look, it just depends on how crazy Debo Samuel goes. It depends on Jake Bentley, whether or not he, you know, decides to throw a bunch of picks like he did in several games last year. I think he is a game changer. I think Debo is a game changer. Oh, Debo think, Samuel is an absolute game changer. I think changer. Rico Dowdle at running back is fantastic. But, look, Georgia has got players all oh, over the freaking no field. No, we're not, DeAndre we're, Swift yeah. is going to have a monster game if they are letting him run the football. That defensive line has got to close up shop. They've got to stop the run. That's the only way that you can beat Georgia, period. That's the only way to do it. No, there's no doubt. And the talent discrepancy, we already said, it's not close. No, it's really not. It's, if these <laughs> it's two teams, worlds apart. If these two teams didn't hate each other, if these two coaches didn't hate each other so badly, if, if, if there well, wasn't – Muschamp is a Georgia grad. I know He's that. a Georgia alum. No, he wanted that job. If if the animosity yeah, but he took wasn't the Florida job. If, gonna... if the animosity wasn't so bad and 
the the home field advantage is going to be just so crazy in South Carolina. I would say they'd have no chance. And this number should be 17, 18. Yeah, it should be way up there. But yeah. hey, you remember it opened in the off season. I thought it was crazy the, because it was give me the Gamecocks. That's a, you know me. you know they scored forty nine points last week against Coastal Carolina. That is the most points they have ever scored under Will Muschamp. That surprised me. I went back and looked. I said, "There's no way." I mean, it's cold. they scored forty eight against you know a directional school, yeah. uh, not last year I think, but like two years ago. But like, I mean, are you kidding me? Hey man, we'll see. It, it should be fun. Two thirty CBS games are always a good time. Number three game, USC at Stanford. Stanford minus four right now. It opened at minus six. Minus four. The over under is fifty three. That's seven thirty p.m. on Fox. It is at Stanford Stadium in Palo Alto. USC beat Stanford twice last season. Neither game was at Stanford. All right. One was the. Uh, Pac-12 championship game. One was at USC. San Diego State held Stanford to only 1.79 yards per carry last week and only 50 yards rushing. So sad. South uh, uh, San Diego State had 150 rushing yards, 4.05 yards per carry. USC gave up 300-plus yards rushing to UNLV last week in a 43-21 win. JT Daniels, who is still supposed to be in high school, by the way, 22 out of 35, 282 yards, and a touchdown. First road start, though. Here's the the bad part about it being the first road start for uh, for Stanford. There'd be like nine people there. The students aren't there yet. Even if they were there, they wouldn't show for this game, Gary. Yeah, man, I think they'd show up for USC. No, they're just smart kids. School. These kids don't care. You must be crazy. That place can get a little raucous. I've I've, I've watched these games on TV. They don't look very ruckus. Well, against Washington State and Cal and and whatever. Like, those games don't matter to them. So you're not going to show up for an, a divisional game, a game in your division? Not those guys. I would. I love that place. That is a beautiful, beautiful piece of land out there, man. I'm not, I'm not I'm saying telling it's you. not. No, I, I know. Just, I know you're not. I'm just they that, just like, don't love football. That's, I, I visited there last year. It's not a priority. That's Oh, no, it's not. That's So when I went out there last year, last uh, August or whatever it was, I was ama- I was trying to find a postcard of the football stadium. Like or or just a football postcard to send back to my dad. Nothing. They had football t-shirts and that's it. No football anything anywhere. David Shaw is 74 and 22 overall as a coach there. Those kids are going to grow up to be billionaires. Hey, you got that right. They're going to all take over Silicon Valley, and they're going to invent apps that we spend fortunes on. And Who are you liking this game? You taking Stanford? I'm taking Stanford. I took Stanford at minus three and a half. That line went back up to four I as of no today. I have no idea what to do with this game. And if, if I'm just taking the team that getting points. I'm giving me, give me the USC. That's, <laughs> you love dogs. Well, no, that's, I just – well, when I have no idea – I'm just going to take the team that's going to start off with a head start. That that makes sense. Well, it's, I told somebody on uh, on one of the YouTubes the other day. Uh, they said it's Chris smoking crack. Like, what's he talking about? Well, I mean, and I said I do no, have hobbies. I said it's not crack. Uh, he's just allergic to chalk. That's it. Like you just hate chalk. I do. I do hate chalk. Yeah. Chalk is boring, man. You're you going to hate my gambling picks later. I know. I know. Woo-hoo. There's no doubt. This week was bad for me. I don't feel great about it, but like these were the games that I – Gary my was, numbers, was wide-eyed with me yesterday when we were 
making bets. He was like, you know what? You giving that guy real money for that? Yeah, I was a little surprised. That's right. But, hey, they've been hitting for you. Hey. So, as long as they're hitting, who am I to judge? Cash and checks. Uh, who, you, so, you're rolling USC. I'm going to take you. I'm just going to take whatever points I can get. I'm going to take the points. Okay. All right. Next game up, Michigan State. Minus seven and a half. I think it's actually dropped to six and a half. So, yesterday you, you evening. You can get it for less than a touchdown. Yeah. So, it's uh, Michigan State. We'll just say minus six and a half right now. At Arizona State, the over-under is 55 and a half. It is the 9.45 p.m. Pac-12 after dark ESPN game at Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. I love it. I love it. Arizona State won Herm Edwards' debut 49-7 over UT San Antonio. And Michigan State survived Utah State last week, 38-31. Did you watch that? I did. Friday well, night game? I, I, was, I was in and out a lot. But, yes, I was, I was very much aware of what was going on. Arizona State Saturday night. I was sweating that out. Lost money on that game. That's Air, right. Arizona State. You lost money on which game? On Michigan State. Michigan State game. Oh, you God! You didn't take Michigan State minus twenty four. It was a Friday night game. I had nothing else to do. I was doing. Family but you bet stuff. a favorite. I, well, I was just, because you love Michigan State. I, I just like you like Mark Antonio. Antonio. I understand. Look, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't crazy. That's I understand. it. Wasn't a Memphis bet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, Arizona State's defense gave up two rushing yards on 34 attempts. Two. 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 .06 yards per carry. That is insane. Michigan State's defense gave up 25 yards on 25 attempts, but they gave up three touchdowns. So, you know, what are you going to do? Let, you, me, let me tell you what I love about this. Well, this game has me conflicted every way possible. I think I'd probably take the under on, yeah. on this game. No, that's probably, the, that's probably the bet to take. Like, Arizona State scored 49 points, and Michigan State scored 38, and I would still probably take the under. So, well, they both played high school teams. Yeah. So, so here's – here's I love Pac-12 after dark. I love taking the home team. I love taking the home team when they're catching points. But what I like more than all of that is I like when a big boy, a bully program that's supposed to be really good – gets pushed to the brink and almost loses. Almost embarrassed. All, yeah, on, on national TV, when they're the only game in town that night, I really like betting them the next week because I think this week's of practice was a week of pure hell. I think those guys Probably are so. going to come out more fired up, ready. They got to make a point. They can't almost lose on national TV and then be on national TV again the next week and, and lay an egg when you're supposed to be a top 15 – team in the country and you want to be taken respectable and 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 serious in a strong division with ohio state and michigan and penn state you know you gotta you can't lay an egg twice utah state's quarterback jordan love went 29 of 44 for 319 yards but he had zero touchdowns and two interceptions they got it right down next to the next to the goal line and then ran it in three times uh arizona state's manny wilkins was 16 out of 24, 237 yards, four touchdowns last weekend. If Arizona play, State – play a much better quarterback. Uh, agreed. If Arizona State can run the football – even no, they don't even have to run the football. If they can protect Manny Wilkins – That's it. I think that they will they will be in a good – like a good spot, a good position. Like I said, I'm more conflicted on this than ever before. If I'm going to make a pick, i got to make a pick. I'm not – Betting against Antonio laying an egg twice. I'm I'm doing the same thing. If it's six and a half, like if I it get it for under a touchdown, a touchdown yeah. if it's over a touchdown, then we're thinking. Give me Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, I know that's so crazy. It's so close. But hey, man, half a point is is 
money. I but I don't. I, I have a feeling that if D'Antonio's right and what I think is going to happen, these big boys coming off these close losses or close wins um, against small schools, I don't know that that half point is going to matter. I think they're going to blow them out. It could get ugly. I don't think they'll blow them out. I think uh, I think Arizona State's defensive coordinator, who actually came from San Diego State, yep, that's right. I, I think he knows what he's doing. They, I, I think this will be a close ball game. I love but Pac-12 I, after dark. I do like Michigan State minus six and a half, but I don't like them at seven and a half. You spend all day watching football, and what do you do at midnight? I'm still watching football. <laughs> you better believe it. My wife does the same thing. She's what? Who are you even watching? Don't worry about it, baby. Like you ain't look. It, it, I'm gonna flip it over to Hawaii when this one's done. All right. <laughs> like don't worry about it. I Just got going this. to bed. I'll see you. I'll see you in February. Iowa State at Iowa is game number five. Iowa is a four. No, I'm sorry. It it was four and a half. It's down to three and a half now. Funny thing about that, most of the spread money is coming in on Iowa State. No, on Iowa. Sorry, it's, it's going down. it's going the opposite way. Makes me think real strong about Iowa State here. So, uh, either way, over-under is 49.5. 4 p.m. game on Fox at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, Iowa. Iowa won last year 44-41 in overtime in Ames. Last week, Iowa beat Northern Illinois 33-7 in week one. You won that bet. Uh, Iowa State versus South Dakota State got canceled. We talked about that one. Rain, whatever. Uh, Iowa State returns quarterback Kyle Kempt. Running back David Montgomery, an awesome wide receiver core, six starters from an incredibly improved defense. And we talked about this before. Does Iowa State not playing last week help or hurt? You said it hurts a lot. I think it hurts a lot. I, I think really you're probably do. right. Let, the Vegas number always makes me pump the brakes. But I just I just think playing these games matter. Even yeah. if it's against a high school team, I think it matters. Let me ask you a different question. Matt Campbell coaching for another job. Die. I heard. Maybe. I, I heard. A, He's from I, Ohio. I listened to about six different podcasts, and one of them, and I, I wish I could credit them, said that if if Michigan and Harbaugh kind of don't go the way they want it to, and Harbaugh maybe goes back to the NFL, that's a perfect road for him to say. Let's let's go get a guy that's been winning ball games recently. He's he's from Ohio, but I don't know that. Matters. But I don't guess it really matters. No, you like go, I think you go to the well. man that pays you. I think you'd fit well. Um, is he a Big Ten guy? Can he coach in the Big Ten and win? Yeah, I think he can. I mean, you, he's playing Big Ten ball at Iowa State. Like strong defense, figure out how to score on offense. Like he he's not playing Big Twelve brand. No, he's definitely not playing Big Twelve brand. So I I could see him doing doing the Big Ten. Uh, let's talk about Iowa's quarterback, Nate Stanley. I loved him in the preseason. Man, against Northern Illinois, 11 out of 23 for 108 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Now, they didn't really need him because they ran all over the place. Well, I was about to say, you get a but, big lead, you just don't want anybody to get hurt. But 11 out of 23 for 108 yards? I mean, nah. I, at some point in time, if you got a big lead, and I, and I don't, I didn't watch any of that game, so I'm not going to tell you. I mean, I, I was checking the score, make sure my bet was covered, and I was good. But like, I think it's like in preseason for the NFL, quarterbacks throw a lot of interceptions. Yeah, because they're trying to fit the ball in. They're trying to see what they can get away with and what they can't. If they're throwing the ball late in the game, it's because he's trying to see what works and what doesn't. Right. 
And that I'm going to give him a pass for. If it's game script and you're doing it at the beginning of the game, we're having a different conversation because that's when you end up in a Penn State, Michigan State situation where whoa, and Northern Illinois was work. just not strong enough to no, they to just be able don't have the dudes. Compete. They just yeah. don't have the the dudes up front in the trenches. So this will be a big game I, I for Nate I Stanley. Didn't watch it to be able to tell you if I need to worry about that or not. Let's talk about the honorable mention games. Oh no no no, let's take our picks. We got to do a pick on this. Uh, Look, I picked in the preseason Iowa State was going to win this game outright. I'll go in and stick with it. Like, I don't feel good about it. Um, I wish they could have had a warm-up game. I really wish they could have had a warm-up game. I don't like that Vegas is doing weird things with the line and the money. I'm still going with Iowa. That makes sense. So, we're on opposite sides on this one. Let's talk about honorable mention games. Mississippi State at Kansas State, 11 a.m. on ESPN. State looked dominant last week. Kansas State fits the, what you were talking about with uh, didn't look good, barely survived South Dakota. And that number is getting huge. It, it opened up at state minus six and a half. And, now and it's, it's now digits. at ten. So, and this is on the road. Don't you. Nick Fitzgerald's don't. first game, because uh, he was suspended for the first game against. Uh, the fighting Bill Snyder is going to come out and make you regret that. That's Man, I want to say that, but like I just I don't know that they got the dudes to compete with. How crazy does that sound right now, by the way? They don't have the dudes to compete with Mississippi State. They're going to be fine. You're I'm, probably right. I'm, I, I, will, I will have substantial cash on State. Penn State, Penn State at Pitt, 7 p.m. on ABC. Another one of those teams survived last week, almost got embarrassed at home by App State. And they get to play – in their home state, which no, is a yeah, big home state game at Hinesfield, that will be fifty percent, if not more, more Penn State Penn fans. State fans. That's right. Now, however, this is the site where they got beat by Pitt two years ago. That's right, and it cost them oh, a shot at a national no, championship. Pitt, Pitt has ruined people's seasons in those big games, and that's and that's real. I'm just telling you, man. I don't think you got a right coach. Now. You got a coach like Franklin that's that good. He's not going to lay an egg two weeks in a row. He's just you, not. You we're going right. to let everybody overreact, and we're going to let everybody bet Pitt, and they're going to say, oh, it's a rivalry game, and, oh, it's technically at Pitt. And so they're going to have all the home field advantage. And Penn State looks so bad, and just y'all just dump all that money. And I'm going to walk over here, and I'm going to say, James Franklin's the better coach. Penn State's the better team. I don't care what the number is. They're going to beat them, and they're going to handle their business. Kentucky at Florida, 6.30 p.m. on SEC Network. Kentucky has lost 31 consecutive times to the Gators. A long time. Dan Mullen's first SEC game as a head coach at Florida. It's a 14-and-a-half-point spread. Real close. All right? I'm telling you, this one's going to be real close. I might I wanna, have this one in my gambling picks. I want to see Kentucky win this game so bad. If this was at Kentucky, I'd call it. Man, I think a lot of people called it last year, and it didn't didn't turn out right. Yeah, but that just but, happens. You're going to lose. I know. I mean, but that's uh, – I'm telling you, real close. Kentucky's got a running back. They, I want it to be close. I want it to be good. I want it to be entertaining. And they got some boys on the line. And I don't like Florida. So, Florida didn't really stop the run last week. We'll get to that, though. Duke at Northwestern, 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Northwestern, a three-point favorite in Chicago. Our West Lot Pirates boys. We're gonna, uh, We're gonna make it up there one day for a game. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Uh, I do like Northwestern in this one. Duke looked really good against Army last week, but 
Ah, I mean, they're going on the road. Northwestern is uh, is a good, like, strong football team, both as, well as coached Les teams. Miles would say. That's right. Damn both, strong football team. Both well-coached. This will be a fun game to watch. I'm going to take the team going home after a big conference road victory. Yeah. Over a team that beat a non-conference opponent that they're supposed to beat at home, now having to travel on the road, see how they travel. I, I like Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. I just, this is where I always wonder, how could he do? He does so well with the talent they have. What would he look like at a bigger school? It's a good question. Finally, Georgia Tech opened up a three-point favorite at South Florida. That's 11 a.m. on ABC. And we're going to throw this in since we're uh, running out of time. Memphis at Navy, 2.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Memphis opened up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are now a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That line is way on over here because Navy went and got blown out at Hawaii last week. Georgia Tech, South Florida. South Florida lost a lot of dudes last year. They got Blake Barnett starting quarterback. He looked all right. But South Florida gave up 192 rushing yards to Elon last week. I feel like Georgia Tech is probably going to run the ball a lot. It's uh, going to be an interesting game to watch because I think South Florida I think good, both but... of these are in our gambling picture, aren't they? No. No? No. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, Georgia Tech, I've got. And I've got Memphis. Yep. So, we'll get into that. A little sneak peek. So, that'll wrap it up. We're giving you uh, the games that you need to go and check out. We're going to tell you how to be a winner in the next go-around. But, now that you know what they're, like, what you need to know about these games, go down to Tunica, make your bets, be a winner. As always, you can go to tunicatravel.com for more information. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.